Welcome to episode 79 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, author of What, When, Why, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and jinstevens.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment. So, pour yourself a cup of black coffee, a mug of tea, or even a glass of wine, (laughs) if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi, friends. Now, I know most of you are familiar with the power of protein to help us to recompose our bodies, get fitter and leaner by losing body fat and protecting and gaining muscle or lean body mass. Now, protein supplementation is one of the best ways to do it. It is scientifically validated to help us produce high quality weight loss. Now, when it comes to weight loss, traditionally, a lot of people will do high carb, low calorie diets, and those have been shown to generate upwards of 40% lean body mass loss. Now, protecting your lean body mass and your muscle is crucial when you are wanting to lose some fat because during weight loss, you don't want the weight lost to be coming from your muscle. The more muscle you're able to retain, the more you're retaining metabolically active tissue, which is going to keep your metabolic rate much higher and help you maintain the fat loss after you have achieved it. Now, one of the best ways, as I said, to do this is through using protein shakes. I've been on the lookout for years to find a high quality protein supplement that does not have fillers, dyes, artificial sweeteners, and using cheap protein concentrate, which can cause all kinds of issues like bloating and indigestion. I finally created a protein supplement that meets my standards, and it's something that I personally use every single day, and that is Tone Protein. Tone Protein not only is extremely clean and high quality with only whey protein isolate, no concentrates, no fillers, it is also scientifically formulated to optimize muscle protein synthesis, which is going to help you build lean body mass and muscle in the most efficient way possible. I am so incredibly excited about Tone Protein. Not only is it extremely high quality and optimized to help you recompose your body. It is also absolutely delicious. We've been having so much fun with all the different flavors that we are creating, and I just can't wait for you all to try it. Now, I wanted to create a special launch discount for all of you listeners so that you could check it out, try it out, see how you like it, and test it out for yourself. In order to receive that launch discount, you can head over to toneprotein.com and sign up with your name and email address. 
and you'll receive an email to double opt in to the list and you'll be the first to know when Tone Protein is available to order. And you will also receive that exclusive launch discount. It is going to be the biggest discount that we ever offer on Tone Protein. So I really want all of you to be able to receive it. So be sure to go to toneprotein.com, sign up with your name and email, and you'll be double opted in to that list. And I am so excited for you all to try it out. Let me know what you think of it and let it help you to optimize your body recomposition goals, get that fat loss and maintain and protect your lean body mass while doing it. One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumers, from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 79 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. 
I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hi, everybody. And I am not just here with Jen Stevens. Today, we have a very special guest that we've been very excited about. Been planning this for a few months now, I think. We have Dr. Ken Brown on the podcast. He is a gastroenterologist, and he's the developer of a supplement that I've actually talked about a lot on my blog and have mentioned before on the podcast called Atrantil. It's a wonderful supplement that we will talk about a little bit later, but Dr. Brown is just really at the forefront of the science and everything of GI health, of the gut microbiome, of just everything like that. And as listeners know, I've had my own history of IBS and GI distress, and a lot of our listeners who write in have that as well. And so we are super excited to have Dr. Brown here today to get into the nitty gritty of the gut microbiome, the GI tract how everything goes down or doesn't go down or (laughs) all of the things. Um, So Dr. Brown, would you like to tell the audience a little bit about your background and where you're you're coming from and what your approach is to health and medicine? Absolutely. First of all, it is an honor to be on the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Melanie, Jen, thank you so much for having me on. I think um, this is something that's, I'm actually very passionate about diets and regimens and fasting. So in addition to having my background as a gastroenterologist and developing this supplement that you're talking about called Atrantil, I honor the work that you two are doing in helping so many people, uh, teaching them about this very important thing, which is intermittent fasting. And we're going to get way into that. And I'm super excited. But to answer your question, my name is Ken Brown. I'm a board certified gastroenterologist. I'm practicing in Dallas, Texas. I do have a background in research. I did clinical research for 10 years. Uh, That was for pharmaceutical companies. And at that time, I realized that there were lots of things being missed, particularly that unless a pharmaceutical company was going to develop something that they could potentially make a lot of money on, um, there were avenues that we were missing to help people in a much more simple way. One of them, which you two have discovered, which is diet, lifestyle. And another facet, which is natural products, specifically products to help things that I did research in, which is irritable bowel, IBD, called inflammatory bowel disease, and bacterial overgrowth, called SIBO. Um, So that is what most of my research has been involved with. And that has spilled over after knocking down these doors and realizing this huge functional medicine world, it all ties together, which is why I get so excited when we start talking about how all health begins and ends in the gut. And there's the gut-brain access, there's the autoimmune issues with it. So I kind of feel like I'm just hitting stride and getting really excited. And teaming up with people like you, we can really help a lot of people. So thank you so much. I kind of view myself as more of a, um, I started out as a traditional doctor, and now I'm getting into the uh, functional life hacking aspect. And there's some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about regarding what fasting does, what polyphenols do, and things like that, because basically these are all life hacks. Well, I love that. I love that you're moving towards the more natural approach, because I think that, you know, so many of us in the world are consumers. I don't know, do you call them consumers? Patients are moving more in that direction. I see that a lot. It's, um, and it's not that, you know, clearly we need pharmaceutical companies to develop drugs to help people. We know that that makes a big difference. But what I learned when I was doing clinical research was when people come out with a drug and there's so much money spent in just getting it approved and just to prove that it's safe, that by the time it comes out, then 10 years later, we realize, oh, now we realize all these other issues. 
And we have all these other modalities that have been around for thousands of years since humans have come on board that have stood the test of time. And we're not looking at those from a research standpoint. What I'm trying to do is I'm actually badgering my company. I work for this company um, or my practices through a large group called Digestive Health Associates of Texas. And we have a large research institution. And I've been badgering them that I want to be the first large single specialty group doing functional research. A functional arm of research where we can sit there and say, this isn't for money. This is to actually add credibility to things that we already know. We already know that intermittent fasting does great things for your cellular health, for your overall body. Now, all we have to do is put in a randomized trial, put it out there in humans. There's great data in animals, but nobody, because there's no money in it. So no pharmaceutical company's ever done this. I want to be the person to do that. Let's bridge the gap between traditional medicine and natural solutions. And let's start using some of those, uh, let's call them weapons slash data to say, look, it really does work. I mean, I was just telling you guys an anecdotal story about where I was talking to an oncologist from a prestigious institution that had never even heard of prolonged fasting or intermittent fasting for cancer patients, which is probably one of the most important things you can do for them in a controlled setting. So um, I think between people like you that are getting the word out and people like me that are really trying to gain some steam and uh, my passion will be to sort of bring some credibility to a lot of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, I love that so much. I guess too bad we can't sell intermittent fasting in a pill. Then we could get all the research behind it. Or maybe what we could do is we could have an intermittent fasting pill that says do not take with food for this amount of this amount of hours. I'm going to tell you almost how we can do it in a pill later in the podcast. Oh, teaser. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's so many different directions we could go because I know you're so knowledgeable in so many of these issues. I've I've heard you on multiple podcasts talk about lots of different things. So I'm so excited to have you here. A lot of us do struggle with gut health, gut issues, like you were talking about SIBO, IBS. Um, I guess before we talk about how to how we can help that or help resolve that, why do why do you think we're all in that state today, or so many people are struggling with GI distress? I've asked this of my partners, and everyone agrees. It is, we are inundated with people with these same issues of bloating, change in bowel habit, abdominal discomfort. And then when I look at that, and then I look at all the people that are showing up with autoimmune disease, autoimmune disease is exponentially increasing at the same time. So we're having GI issues go up, and then real disease go up at the same time, which gets back to that whole all health begins and ends in the gut. But what's happening in the gut that may be causing all these other issues. I think that we have, um, we have been ingesting quite a bit of foods that have been, that have been manipulated. They have been sprayed with uh, roundup, which now has been shown to be, you know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. I'm just looking at this and uh, I talk to scientists all the time around, around the country, around the world, where they will have animal models, where they will show how these chemicals can actually affect the intestinal lining. When the intestinal lining gets affected, then you have leaky gut or intestinal permeability, which then leads to this whole cascade of inflammatory processes. So we do know that we see more of this in the United States than other countries see. So if we're going to look at that, what 
is the difference. Well, one of the major differences, if you look at Europe, they have strict regulations on what they can spray in their crops. We're a little bit more liberal. So I have a lot of patients that will have a disease like celiac disease where they have a profound sensitivity to gluten or an autoimmunity to gluten, and they can go to Europe and actually eat wheat that is from there without having the reactions. Why? That's the real question. Why? If we take it all the way back, why? So my theory is that we have processed everything so much. We have sprayed so many things on our crops and we have mass produced food to a level where we're not cooking for ourselves at home that we are, if you live in the United States, you're kind of at risk for developing one of these things, um, even if you're trying to eat right. It because, But if you're opening a package and doing all that, it all comes down to food is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I think it all comes down to food. You, may, you probably don't know this about me, but I just retired from 28 years as an elementary teacher. So I taught school for 28 years, and we've noticed a rise. You talked about a rise in autoimmune problems, the rise in behavioral problems with children, and just I, I think that all goes back to the gut as well. Oh, don't even get me started. So, oh, I, I could got, talk about this for like five hours. <laughs> I have a, um, I, I give a lecture where I basically discuss the Venn diagram that I consider, which is irritable bowel, uh, leaky gut, and food. And in the middle lies the answer. I've been, so I sort of stalk people that I think are excellent lecturers and I'll go to meetings. And one of them, I went to um, Alessio Fasano, who was this Italian gastroenterologist, pediatric gastroenterologist, who's a gluten expert. And he gives this lecture and he shows the incredible rise of autism, autism, autism and obesity, actually. And he showed the link between that and leaky gut intestinal permeability. And then later that year, I'm hearing a lecture by the guy that wrote Grain Brain, Dr. David Perlmutter. And he is a neurologist. And he described the incredible rise of dementia and Alzheimer's and linked it to leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So here we have cradle to grave. And it's pre- it's primarily in the United States that this is going on, or in you know let's call them Western countries. This is what's going on. So you as a teacher are seeing it. Me as a doctor, I'm seeing the effects of it, and we're just watching this go on. We're getting sicker as a society. It, there has to be some point where we realize, wait a minute, something's going on here, and. And we, it's really so striking. Like I taught for 28 years. It wasn't like that 28 years ago. It's it's changed dramatically, and, and it's not just because they're on more screens or whatever. It their their health is different. Yeah, and we have I have a ton of patients where I will see the parents will I'll treat a parent and then they'll bring their child in and they'll say you know my child's on the spectrum, this or that, and um, when we start fixing their diet, putting them get rid of SIBO, you know, putting them on Atrantil, starting things like CBD, which is another uh, neurologic supplement that I love. Um, we start seeing behavioral changes, and we realize, wow, we can really make a difference here. So. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. And so in addition to leaky gut and the reactions to food and all of those things, um, how does the gut microbiome come into play with all of that? Is that a key factor as well, or is it a side effect, or how does it how is it involved? Well, the gut microbiome plays a huge role. What we do know is that we, um, Dr. Peter uh, Adia said this best when I heard him on a, on a lecture one time where he basically said, we have more knowledge 
then we know what to do with. We can analyze the microbiome ad nauseum. We don't know what to do with it. What we do know is if you look at very healthy cultures, the one thing you can say over and over is that they have a diverse microbiome. So the key to the microbiome is that you have to have this broad spectrum of bacteria which reside primarily in your colon and they will do amazing things for you. Now, when bacteria start growing where they shouldn't be, bacterial overgrowth, then they can start creating havoc. But if we have our microbiome and they're very diverse and you treat them nicely and you feed them what they want, then they will do amazing things for you. It's like you have little tiny superheroes in you. You just have to let them do their job. When we punish them and we give them, we, we do poor sleep cycles, we don't exercise, we don't feed them what they want, then the wrong types of bacteria start to grow and the diversity changes, it becomes more narrow, and then we start seeing all these issues, which is the health-related issue. Chronic disease is really what it comes down to. So the microbiome is our little secret weapon that we can use to improve our health. And people forget about it all the time. We actually got a question about this recently, and it's something I've been, I think about a lot as well. Um, so we have our gut microbiome, and we often people often have take antibiotics and things like that, and it seems like they can never quote recover, <laughs> you know, from they say they go on these antibiotics, and it seems like they did it did long term damage, and they can never quite get back to where they were beforehand. Um, but then we see studies say, showing how quickly the gut microbiome can change with like dietary changes, like within days sometimes. Um, so how, like, why is there that discrepancy you think? Like why, like how changeable is our gut microbiome? Can we change it, you know, within days with diet? Or is there something deeper where we can't really make changes? If somebody, for example, didn't have GI problems and started experiencing GI problems, do you, do you think they can ever go back to the way it was when they didn't have problems or they stuck with it for life? So I guess the question is like, how changeable is that microbiome with diet, with supplements? It's, it's a big question, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge question. I get this all the time with my patients. So your listeners, uh, a lot of times you'll sit there and you'll try and do a diet and then maybe you'll cheat. Maybe you'll get off or maybe you'll say, well, I've done I've had such a bad lifestyle, such a bad diet for so many years. The beauty is studies have shown that your microbiome can actually change within 24 hours of a change in diet. So within 24 hours, you can make a change. So if you're somebody that's out there struggling and you're trying to give up, no, you can start changing your microbiome within 24 hours and they will start working for you and help you become healthier. The same thing goes with antibiotics. Within a very short period of time, you can disrupt that whole microbiome. You can spend a lot of time building it up, eating a very healthy, diverse diet to feed these superheroes that want to help you. And if you are a little bit liberal about taking antibiotics, then it is possible that you can completely wipe out all that work in 24 hours as well. So the beauty is it happens on both sides. So um, when we do disrupt the microbiome, through either what I have typically seen is profound stressful situations, taking antibiotics, a very poor diet, um, and having an infection, then that can disrupt your microbiome. And that's what can actually lead to what I specialize in, which is irritable bowel and bacterial overgrowth, SIBO. So one of those things can actually happen. 
then it becomes um, a more chronic situation. The longer it goes, the harder it is to get rid of. And that's essentially what I deal with is the worst of the worst, the hardest to treat are people that have had this for years. The classic person would be somebody that got sick. They went to, they went out of the country um, and they got uh, traveler's diarrhea or they got really sick. They come back, they get some antibiotics and they get better for about two months and then they're sick. Something's not right. Overall, they've got brain fog. They've got fatigue. They're, every time they eat, they bloat. Then that is the classic person that has the bacterial, over th- uh, the bacterial overgrowth type situation. So those are the people that may take a little bit longer, but for everybody else that feels like that they've got gut issues, you can actually start correcting it within 24 hours. And there's little hacks that you can do for that kind of thing. And we can get into that. Oh, I would love to hear some hacks. <laughs> I know I was going to say, I, you were saying you're the type of patient you deal with. That's basically my history. Cause I, yeah, I, I was always pretty chipper dandy. And then I got food poisoning, which was like the inciting incident, I think. Um, and got diagnosed with SIBO. This was about probably four or five years ago. Um, did a round of, I'm sure you're familiar with Rifaximin. That actually made things a little bit worse, I think, after that. I know we're all individual, but I think for me, it, was, it wasn't quite right. And then ever since then, I've just found, and I had recently a round of antibiotics for another infection that, that I didn't want to take, but I had to, which um, helped. It's, like you said, it helped temporarily, but then things kind of get funky again. Um, so it's always been, I found for me, the best thing has been like a dietary approach, um, like a low FODMAP, a whole foods diet, and then taking actually the Atrantil, which we can talk about that. That helps me massively as well. But I'd love to go into like the hacks you were talking about and how everything can play a part. Interesting, you're saying like stress can play a part. I bet a lot of people dis- discredit that, but um, the gut mind connection, I guess, is huge. Oh, it's it's massive. So the Zyfaxin, not only do I hear about it, that's how I got involved in this field. Dr. Uh, Pimentel and I, well, Dr. Pimentel, uh, the godfather of SIBO. Yes, <laughs> I'm like a fangirl. That's who I got in contact with way before the, the Zyfaxin even came out. He was doing the animal studies. And so I ended up uh, doing – that's how I did the pharmaceutical studies for Zyfaxin at that time with, um, with Salix. And that was the hole that we found was that we didn't have a pharmaceutical agent to help the bloated person that was producing methane. And that's how I developed Atrantils because I went, wow, I've got this knowledge from the, from the pharmaceutical industry and they're missing this key point and there's no drug that'll fix it. But we found nature that can. We found a very unique combination of trees that come together and they can actually help people with this. That's how I all started with the whole thing. So it all starts with that. Um, but somebody like you you got sick and now we even know that you may have developed antibodies that affect the motility. So when you talk about stress, it all comes down to motility, the fight or flight situation. When you have a fight or flight, anxiety, depression, anything that's going on that changes the serotonin levels can affect the serotonin in your intestines. And when that happens, the motility or this crystal, think of it as like a, um, a free-flowing crystal stream that's going along. Stress, anxiety, antibiotics, or an infection just block it for a period of time. 
And when it gets blocked, it becomes a little dam. Then it becomes a little bit of a pond. Then it becomes a cesspool. And then that cesspool spills over and the motility can actually slow down. And now you have a chronic situation. Um, so that's one of the reasons why somebody like you got an infection. Life is great. You got an infection. You may be producing antibodies, which are affecting your nerve cells, causing you to actually grow this bacteria. And that's something brand new that we discovered in the last three years. So it's not in your head. It's not your fault. It was actually a reaction and we're targeting new aspects. I know Dr. Pimentel himself is looking at how does he help the person like you that may have those antibodies. So it's a growing field and anybody that's listening, all of your listeners, if you're suffering from something, there's different angles and everybody's coming at it. And a lot of people are learning and a lot of people are communicating. So I think we're really close to changing the landscape of what GI health is. Yeah, that's so wonderful to hear. And I, I've been contemplating getting the IBS check. I don't know if it's still called that, but for the, is it the Viculin antibodies? Yeah, I think just recently there, there's been some political thing, or I shouldn't say political, financial things that have happened where one company bought it, then the other company then had to change the name. I actually think that it's back with Dr. Pimentel and he changed the name again, but it's, uh, yeah, you can get it through that. I've been contemplating getting it, but then knowing how big the gut mind connection is, I'm wondering if it's just almost better for me not to know and just <laughs> because then I don't want to like prescribe myself to some like thought of. It's much like the diagnosis of bacterial overgrowth. I use the practice of, um, of just listening and taking a history. And if you look like a duck and you quack like a duck, then rather than spend a whole lot of money and trying to tell you that you're a duck, let's treat you. If you don't get better, then we start looking at different tests to do. One of those tests could be that one, but it really won't change where you're headed. If you get recurrent episodes where I treat people where they will get much better and they will spend a few months being fantastic and then they'll come back and be like, something's happening. My advice to that is jump on it immediately because I assume that you have the potential of developing this antibody and the motility will change. So we want to make sure that if you start growing bacteria in that same area, we jump on it immediately with Atrantil is my go-to. Um, and we can usually get people, you know, back to normal quickly. And other little tricks because of the podcast that we're on, give your gut a break. Do some intermittent fasting. Give it a little period where it, you're not feeding it. You're not just... Eating in itself is a bit of an inflammatory reaction. Now, imagine when you eat, and if it takes a little bit of energy for you to break down the food, when these bacteria start breaking it down before you can. So every time you eat, you're just feeding these little critters that are living in your small bowel where they shouldn't be, and they're loving it. That's why I'm a big fan of fasting, because not only do I believe in it um, for the cellular aspects that happen, the anti-aging, the... Um, uh, the cell turnover, the um, stem cells that get turned on, but on a very simple level, quit feeding the guys that I'm trying to get rid of. So do you, do you do intermittent fasting? Do you have a regimen that you follow? Well, I'm kind of um, I'm kind of a fan of uh, Dr. Sachin Panda. I don't know if you've ever heard of I him. I love him. Yes, we yeah. have. <laughs> so I'm, you know, it's like it's like all things. If it makes sense intellectually, I I really. I want to look at that. And if somebody that does a study in a mouse and then adapts the same aspect to his life, to his wife, to his kids, to his mother-in-law, 
um, you know, that's when you believe in it. And that's exactly how I live. I will do something if it works for me, I'll have my family do it. I'll have my patients do it. Um, but I want to make sure that it makes sense intellectually first, then I do it and then I move on. So the time restricted eating is kind of my thing. I screwed up in the beginning. Um, I guess a few years ago I did what I considered intermittent fasting, uh, but that just really turned out to just not eating breakfast and then bringing in calories that I wasn't really noticing. And we can get into this also because I got some, I know that you are a wine enthusiast. I got some <laughs> cool stuff about wine, oh but I, I, I would make the mistake of continuing to take calories uh, before I'd go to bed, which would be like a glass of wine at 9 PM and then go to bed. Well, that's no longer fasting. I mean, that's really, you know, and I wasn't paying attention to it until you start going, Oh, just cause you're not eating barbecue doesn't mean you're not eating. And we start looking at different things. So, so basically the idea that you just give your gut a break, um, is the key. And I went through a bad habit of a glass of wine and then it was followed by some herbal tea and those are all xenobiotics and your body has to digest them. You're not really giving your gut a break. So, um, my, my goal is to do the nine hours of time restricted eating. You still a nine hour eating window? Trying. I physically, yeah. I like to work out and I physically do better when I'm at nine. But, you know, it's like all things, it's life. And that's, and that's, that's the beauty of this. You asked about what happens with your microbiome. You, you know, it's 24 hours. Nothing is you fall off the wagon and you're done. Oh no, your body adapts so quick. So even if you have a couple spillover days and I'm like, oh, look at that. I had a party I had to go to. So it's not a big deal. Then the next day, you just try and focus a little bit more. Just being aware of it is the key, I guess. Yeah, my husband does loosely an eight-hour eating window, and he he never did it for weight loss. He's always slim, but he does it for the health benefits. But Melanie and I usually stick to a shorter window than that. Mine is anywhere between two to six hours probably most days. That works really well for me. It's how I feel for, the best. For how long? I'm sorry? Two to six hours is about how long my eating window is. Your two-hour window, Wow. That's well, cool. some days it just depends. Like today, you know, I'll when we finish with the with the podcast today, I'll I, I mean I haven't had anything to eat yet, and then later I'll have dinner. And but because of the podcast, I don't have time to eat a snack and then dinner later. So. Well, let me show <laughs> let me give you guys an example of how important your message is and how much effect you have on people. I have a, a patient of mine who actually wrote a book. Um, his name is Matthew Wharton is the author and he wrote a book called choose fitness, not fatness today. Uh, basically turn your life around in just one day and lose the excess body fat. And the idea is that everybody wants the quick solution. So turn around in one day. Well, the idea is that that one day is the day that you decide to actually make a change, whatever change that is. Right. And then you stick with it. He just came to see me, him and his wife, and they said the coolest thing that um, they have a, a son who started doing intermittent fasting and lost a ton of weight and is the healthiest he's ever been. And I love hearing stories like that where it's like, wow, okay, so somebody heard a podcast and they chose a lifestyle and it, it made all the difference for them. And that's kind of what I'm about also. If we can just make some differences in people's lives, then that's what it's all about the big picture of changing how we're going to raise our crops and all that, that's further on down the line. But one-to-one, if you can help somebody, then your, your mission is amazing. That really is, that's exciting to hear. I have a, a second podcast that's, well, 
premiere on November 1st, but I've been doing interviews for it. It's Intermittent Fasting Stories. And every week I talk to someone who's changed their life with intermittent fasting. And you're right. It just feels amazing. Yeah. You know, people are losing 100 pounds, 90 pounds, 80 pounds, and, and, and have a freedom they've never had before around food. Yet also with fasting. That's that's the, the conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> Intermittent fasting frees you up to enjoy your life instead of having to stress about it. Yeah. That's fabulous. Speaking of intermittent fasting, what have you seen in the clinical literature in regards to intermittent fasting and GI health? Are you seeing a lot of research there or how how is that all happening these days? <laughs> Hi friends. So I'm sort of haunted by clothes. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I love wearing all the new clothes all the time. And I know that that is not really sustainable and not good for the planet. That's why I am thrilled that there is now a way to get all of the clothes with none of the waste. And I'm going to tell you how you can get unlimited clothes with no waste for a month for free. That's right, I now have a website for both myself and you guys where you can get free unlimited clothes with free shipping, free exchanges, nonstop from all of the hottest brands, and it is so incredibly easy. It's called MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. We have so many incredible brands, including my favorites like BCBG, Calvin Klein, and so many more. Think like a hundred brands. There are so many options. And the way it works is when you get a subscription, you search through the clothes, pick what you want. They send it to you with fast, easy shipping. You wear it as long as you want. And then when you're ready for more clothes, you just drop it off in their prepackaged envelope and get your next round. It is so incredibly cool. They have multiple plans. The starter plan gives you two pieces at a time. Friends, I actually have a little secret hacked. Don't tell them that I told you this. When you get your two pieces, you can actually immediately go into your account, click return, and they'll go ahead and send you the next two pieces. So technically you can have four pieces at a time. You also have a cool virtual closet that you can keep stocked with everything you eventually want to order. So you never miss out. And if you really like something and want to keep it, you can opt to buy it at a massively discounted price. Friends, I'm obsessed. This is finally the answer to wearing all the clothes all the time with none of the waste. Oh, and of course, one of my major reservations was the cleaning compounds that they use on the clothes because yes, it is dry cleaning, which normally makes me nervous. And they don't say this on the website. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, what's going on with the cleaning? What do you guys use? Because I can't promote this if it's just normal dry cleaning. And thankfully, they let me know that they do not use any detergents, fabric softeners, or chemicals that are harsh. Everything is professionally dry cleaned or laundered with detergents that are free from dyes and scents. It's all gentle and it uses low temperature cycles. So yes, we are good on that front as well. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can try it free for a month. Yes, completely free. Just go to MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com to sign up. Free clothes for a month. After that, their plans are super affordable. We're talking honestly, an entire month is less than the cost of typically what would be the cost of one dress. And I am not kidding. That's right. Unlimited clothes for less than the cost of one outfit. I'm just so thrilled to bring this resource to you guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So again, get free unlimited clothes for a month at MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com for all of the clothes, none of the waste. And definitely share your pictures and tag me on Instagram because I want to see all the fabulous things that you guys are wearing. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. Yes, and this is... There is so much cool, very elegantly done 
uh, both animal research and some human research. But the problem with intermittent fasting and any human study regarding this, um, it's very hard to control all those variables. So whenever we talk about animal studies, you have to take that a little bit with a grain of salt, but just realize that you can look at all the variables with them. So uh, there were three really important studies that came out just this year, actually this past summer in 2018. And one of them, they were looking at fruit flies. Drosophila melanogaster is what it is. They have, they're awesome to study because they have very short lives, so you can determine what's going on. And they took these um, small fruit flies, and during their essentially teenage years, they took one control group and they took the other, and they looked at putting one group on intermittent fasting in their, I guess, preteen slash teen years, whatever that would be in fly minutes. <laughs> and then um, they, had the, they had the control group eating regular diet. They showed consistently that the intermittent fasting flies lived longer and for me, more importantly, it improved their intestinal epithelium. In other words, it improved leaky gut. So here you have these little fly data. But this is the one that I think is the coolest thing ever. The, um, there was a study done in June of 2018 where they looked at mice. And they took two groups of mice. One group was the control. One group was the intermittent fasting mice. They gave, and this is a little sad, I get it, but it's science. They gave both mice a virus that causes an encephalitis very similar to multiple sclerosis. So essentially, they gave both groups of mice multiple sclerosis. The intermittent fasted group had a 30% less um, multiple sclerosis rate so they actually didn't take the virus, 30% of them, as opposed to like 100% in the control group. And then those that did have it had less symptoms than the mice that actually were in the control group. Fascinating. Then the researchers decided to look at the stool. And they realized that the intermittent fasted mice had a more diverse microbiome. So they decided to take the poop from those mice. And they did a fecal transplant on the control mice, and they improved their multiple sclerosis. That is the most definitive proof that intermittent fasting actually affects your microbiome. And it improves that. And they were able to fix people, or fix people, fix the mice with multiple sclerosis using this fecal transplant. I thought that was the coolest study I've read in years. It was so neat. That, that is absolutely, I love that, that so much. It is, it is, yeah. Yeah, for listeners, we will put a link to that study in the show notes. So if you go to ifpodcast.com slash episode 79, we'll put links to everything that we're talking about today. So we'll definitely have to track that down. And for your listeners, please don't go over to your intermittent fasting friend and ask for their poop. It's not quite at that <laughs> level yet. Nice. Yeah. There's some really, really, really cool stuff. And then there was, um, so this is kind of where I get into. This is where we add diet things. So Atron Teal's three ingredients, um, it's the horse chestnut, it's Kibaracho, and it's peppermint. All three we specifically made as polyphenols because my research now is getting into this aspect of polyphenols. So the third study that came out, which is really neat, is that they took mice um, and they looked at inflammatory markers and uh, brain inflammatory markers, so brain protection type things. And they looked at a control group, intermittent fasting group, and then – 
intermittent fasting plus polyphenols. And the reason why is there's a lot of new evidence that shows that fasting and polyphenols, polyphenols are what are called a fasting mimetic molecule. They mimic what fasting does, which is there's a lot of cool stuff, but it involves demethylation, histone, deacetylation, sirtuin activation, all these really basic science type things. But bottom line, you just have to remember is that it decreases inflammation and improves aging and increases stem cells. So these polyphenols are fasting mimetic type things. They took a group of mice and they gave them polyphenols while they were fasting and they had improved or decreased inflammatory markers better than the intermittent fasting group, which was much better than the control group. So we're starting to see the progression here where fasting plus diet may be the best combination, a, a particular diet high in polyphenols. Wonderful. So there, there's that red wine for you, right? <laughs> Quick question. Were these polyphenols taken in a supplemental form during the fast or were they taken in the eating window as food? Or how, how are people, how do we take these polyphenols? As supplemental during the fast. You know, and this is, this is arguably something that um, I think even, you know, some of these fasting experts like Dr. Panda and Dr. Walter Longo and people like that, um, trying to think of um, the third guy that's really big on that. But anyways, so there is, there is a little bit of argument there where you can say, okay, well, you're taking a xenobiotic, which means your body has to digest it. Um, but then on the flip side, there's a lot of data that shows that these polyphenols in a concentrated form, you're not eating a bowl of blueberries and getting those calories. Uh, Dr. Botel, who's an expert in exercise physiology, she had some great data that showed that polyphenols increase nitric oxide and cell turnover to help with muscle recovery in athletes. Her specialty is with athletes. Her problem was that to get that amount of polyphenols, which would be around 500 milligrams pre-workout, 500 post, that's 1,000 milligrams, um, would just be unachievable because it's like five bowls of blueberries before and after. So getting it in a concentrated form in a complex spectrum of polyphenols is the real hard part. And that's, that's going to be the thing that um, one of the reasons why I believe that we can be making a, people, uh, we, we can be making a difference in people's lives is that part of the aspect that we do is get rid of the bacteria, but we actually feed the bacteria, we actually feed your good bacteria in your colon, and these, this polyphenolic effect, which is actually, you're going to end up seeing um, something uh, called the um, epigenetic diet. I was just reading about that when we were talking about epi, epigenetics, which is manipulating your genes, good or bad. And I was reading an article about the epigenetic diet, which is essentially a diet high in polyphenols, which is very similar to the Mediterranean diet or the paleo diet. So there's lots of really cool research um, going on with these different diets and how they kind of affect. But that's uh, it all comes down to basically our body knows what to do with what you give it. And it will it will help you if you help it. So I, that made me think of a question. I always like to especially ask gut researchers, people who know about the gut, how do you eat? Do what what do you what do you eat and what do you focus on? Is there anything you absolutely will not eat? That sort of thing. It took me a long time to figure it out, but I'm gluten intolerant. And um that was that was kind of a, a silly thing because I should have known that years and years ago, but it, I figured that out about eight years ago. So I typically avoid gluten. 
Um, I try to avoid different products, which potentially could have a lot of pesticides on them, corn, soy, mostly. And I try to eat within an eating window. And other than that, my big thing is I try not to think about it too much. Um, I try to just make sure that I eat a colorful plate. I know if it's colorful, I'm going to be getting fiber. I'm going to be getting these polyphenols that I want. And everything else, it's when you actually track your calories and stuff, you'd be shocked at how many calories you're getting in. So I'm not worried about under eating. If I go out, you know, I go out to eat a couple times a week with friends and whatever, and you're getting enough calories in. So I don't, I don't, I don't overthink it. I do take uh, Atrantil whenever I indulge a little bit. If I want to eat some bread or anything, I can do that. So um, if I do cheat a little, then I know that I'm not screwing everything up. I know the next day we can correct it within 24 hours. I got my microbiome that are happy again, and uh, we're headed back in the right direction. There, I don't ever want to, I deal with a lot of people that end up almost at their wits end and they've got severe food phobia and they've gone through every diet, the elemental diet, the FODMAP diet, they've gone the SCD diet. They're, they're trying anything to gain control of this. And by the time they come to me, that brain gut thing is kicking in and they're almost neurotic about the whole issue that I just have to back it off and go, let's not overthink the diet too much. Let's just keep it a rainbow plate. Let's just make sure that we take in some healthy fats and try and avoid bread and pasta. And let's start with that. And then we work on the real reasons why these things are going on. Let's look at, did, do you have aspect of SIBO? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating too often? Uh, the real life hacks, which are totally under our control. Uh, I think the majority of Americans are sleep deprived, which messes up the motility which sets up for bacterial overgrowth and all of the above. So I think we put too much emphasis on diet and not over the things that we probably are not doing well in the beginning. I think the majority of Americans can easily control, uh, can better control their stress, sleep a little bit better, take care of themselves, and then they can pass it on to the next generation. So I love that so much. I think that was so motivating, just what you said at the beginning about how think quickly things things can change just in 24 hours, for example. And I love how you're focusing on the mindset. Um, that is so, so huge. And I do want to, so I want to talk a little bit about Atrantil specifically. Um, so I'll talk about how I, well, I, like I said, so I always had, um, I had SIBO and IBS and things like that. And I discovered Atrantil after hearing an interview with you on Rob Wolf's podcast. And he's one of my heroes. Have you met him? I have not met him. Um, we actually share a literary agent, which was is just really exciting. But I would die. I think I would have like a fangirl moment if I. So I would, yeah. So I've seen him the last couple of years at Paleo FX. Uh, he is just such a cool guy. Him and his wife are so nice. If you see him, just walk right up to him and just say, "Hey, um, you guys are in the same boat." Yeah, he's a super super cool guy, and I I love I love his books. I've actually read both his books, and I think he writes in a way that keeps it entertaining. What I love about his writing style is that he'll be Rob and then he'll go, I'm going to geek out. If you don't want to see this, just turn the yeah. page. Yeah. So I love that. No, I love him so much. And I love that interview that you did with him. And after listening to that, I was like, I have to get this. So I got Atrantiel, started taking it, saw tremendous, amazing effects from it as far as reduced bloating. Cause I, um, was test, I did test as the methane dominant form of SIBO and saw amazing benefits from it. I actually wrote a 
a really long blog post about it, which I know you've seen now. And it was, I, this, this will not surprise listeners, but I started taking it and I was like, you know what, maybe I can make my own version of this. So I tracked down all the studies, um, that I was pretty sure were used to formulate it. And I like looked up the specific formulation for the different compounds. And I was like, I'll just order in bulk these compounds and I'll mix it myself. Um, (laughs) and so I wrote a post about that. It didn't really, it didn't really work. I, yeah, it just didn't work. Um, actually, when I first did it, I got very sick feeling making it myself. I think, I don't know which compound it was, but one of them just did not, just did a number on me. I was like, nope, this is not doing it. So I went back and now I take the, the your your product <laughs> happily. So the cautionary tale, listeners, is <laughs> buy Atron Teal. Don't, do don't not make, make your, your own, own version. <laughs> that um, story, um, you and I are actually think quite a quite alike because when I was first trying to figure out how to do this, um, my research manager and I, Brandy, we were trying to figure out exactly, we knew what we needed. We knew that we needed Quebracho, um, Colorado is what we were looking at within the cattle where it had been shown to decrease methane production. We knew that we needed the chestnut, the conquer tree, because it was going to stop the MCR reductase enzyme. And we knew that we wanted peppermint leaf for the polyphenols to act as an antispasmodic. So I actually ordered all the ingredients just like you did. And the, you know, the first person that we're going to test it on is me and Brandy. And so I ordered, um, a big box of Cabracho and it came in and it ended up being the same Cabracho that you tried to use, which is Cabracho, uh, Blanco known as a spittosperma is the actual genus name. They're so far different, although that in the common name they're called Cabracho. One is an alkaloid, one's a polyphenol, a, proanthos, a proanthocyanin tannin, but the alkaloid has something called yohimbine in it, so it's in lots of magazines because yohimbine has been shown to be some sort of sexual stimulant. So you can imagine that men's health and women's health and all these different magazines love to talk about it. So we get this white cabracho in and we dosed it out to exactly what we thought we needed to help with SIBO. And Brandy was the first volunteer. And she said, well, I'll just take these. I'll just take this, this, these pills. We made little capsules and she took them. So I had some left over and I had to go to a meeting and she had to go to a meeting. And when I went and I dumped the rest of the cabracho into the sink, the white cabracho, cabracho blanco, um, I'm ready to go. And my nurse comes over and she goes, she goes, Hey man, that sink is, is stopped up. I'm like, what are you talking about? It stopped up. She's like, it's completely backed up. What happened? And I went, Oh no, Brandy just took a bunch of this. This thing's going to do the same thing in her gut. So I had to call her and say, okay, this stopped the stink. And then we learned more that it wasn't the same thing. It's completely different. And that's how we ended up um, developing Atrantil because we realized that Cabracho Colorado was a completely different molecule And that's actually how we were able to patent Mother Nature. Nobody had realized that these combinations of molecules could actually have a totally unique effect on the human body. So it's very hard to patent Mother Nature. We did get a patent on it, and we're slowly getting patents in many other countries. And uh, that is what makes the difference, is that we've – but so – what you did is exactly what I did, so <laughs> you're just you're just a go-getter is what it means. I'll have to go update that post <laughs> ASAP with all of that. So I, I ordered the, that makes a lot of sense. And see, I'm just totally sitting over here with a fabulously healthy gut. Jen has no GI problems. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> I have none. 
I had my gut microbiome analyzed That's, and it was awesome. That is awesome, <laughs> but I will tell you this. Yeah. Be, be careful. Uh-oh. Do not tempt the gut gods because my every single okay. day, all I have is somebody coming in going, dude, I was comp- I, I had a stomach of steel and then this happened <laughs> and I'm just messed up. Right. So I, I'm very sensitive. I don't even tell anybody that, oh, I've got a perfect gut or anything. I, like, okay. Yeah. I did not no, say that. Rewind. Say, I did not say this that. Is, just kind of use the um, – the the stoic philosophy of I accept where I'm at now. I'm honoring. I am thankful, but um, I accept that maybe other things can happen. So you're not don't don't be superstitious. Okay. Just go. Life is life. Okay. I love that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what are the, the mechanisms of action of Atrantil? So how does it work to address GI health and GI distress and health in general? So the biggest thing, so for your listeners, um, what we're what we initially developed this for was for bacterial overgrowth, methane predominant bacterial overgrowth, which means just like we talked about earlier, something happens to the gut, it shocks it, and bacteria starts to grow. Then every time you eat, the bacteria will break it down before you can, and that's what creates all these symptoms. So knowing that, we realized that through years of research in animal studies that three ingredients, three polyphenols would work synergistically or they would work together to fix this problem. And the first ingredient, which is the peppermint, just calms it down completely and that allows the other two ingredients to work. And then the other ingredient, which is the workhorse, the Cabracho Colorado, the red Cabracho, um, has a natural defense against the type of bacteria that produce methane. And what it does is it comes in and it has on the outside of it what are called hydroxyl bonds or these OHs. And what it does, it works like a sponge and it soaks up the gas that's being produced by the bacteria. And then it attaches to the gas that – to the type of bacteria that produces methane and it weakens it. This particular tree has – it's a very ancient tree that has a natural defense against fungi and archaeobacter, which are the type of bacteria that produce the methane. So it weakens it. So we knew that that would really be our workhorse. And then the third ingredient, the conquer tree or the horse chestnut, actually blocks the enzyme that makes the methane. So by putting the three together, we knew that we could not just mask symptoms, which is what every other pharmaceutical agent in my field does. It just masks it we really realized that we could get rid of it and we could help people. We could get rid of the problem. So we did two clinical trials um, in 2015 and 2016. And we showed that uh, we, in the first trial, it was a randomized trial. We were able to, you know, help bloating um, in about 90% of the people. It's more of a, you know, we realized that the bloating is the main issue that people complain about. And then I did a trial where people had failed everything else, and we had a 30% improvement in constipation, 70% improvement in bloating, 88% improvement in quality of life. So those two studies is when we, after doing them, is when we finally launched it. And we realized that we're really onto something big, and we can help a whole lot of people. And um, you know, my whole practice is seeing people that have tried everything. They they've tried 20 different probiotics. They've tried a lot of different supplements and getting them to try something brand new was a bit of a struggle because they've already spent so much money on all these other things. They go to Whole Foods and they get told to take these different things. So our uphill battle is getting the word out and, you know, hoping that people can sit there and get better. We give them a hundred percent money back guarantee. So got nothing to lose. If you have 
these issues, give it a shot. My problem when launching the company was that I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm smart enough to know I'm stupid. So I did hire a CEO and a director of operations and we have a full fledged company now, but it's really funny because I'm just like, I, I know it works. Just, we want to get it out there. And like all things, it's a business and it takes money. So my question is, you know, someone like me, would it benefit me or, or who should be taking Achantiel? All right. So when we initially came with our studies, our studies were to treat these super hard to treat people. And then after my patients got better, um, they continued to take it. And I just asked them, I was like, that's you're taking it daily. They're like, yeah, I just feel better on it. And now we realize everything that we're talking about earlier, it really comes down to the fact that these polyphenols don't get absorbed. Um, they go through, they work in the lumen. And now they go to the colon where your colonic bacteria actually break them down into beneficial aspects for your body. This is the mechanism of why the Mediterranean diet is so healthy for you. So I started dabbling in that, that now I realize, oh my goodness, we have this product that helps people with this unique disease, but the reality is it's actually the same molecules that make it the anti-aging diet, that make it the anti-inflammatory diet in the Mediterranean aspect. These are all polyphenols, just like we've been dancing around earlier. Talk to a scientist who's doing research on this, and this is what I love about doing this particular thing where you're knocking down doors. I meet people, and I got called by a scientist. He said, well, my research is on postbiotics. I'm like, well, tell me what postbiotics are. He's like, the exact thing that the microbiome will break down in undigestible um, molecules. Postbiotics are the beneficial products of breaking down good molecules like polyphenols. So you're going to hear this term more and more. Postbiotics, you're going to hear polyphenols more and more. And those are the things that actually cause the neuroinflammation to decrease. Those are the things that actually um, cause the anti-inflammatory aspect, which all relate to chronic disease, which getting back to it is exactly what fasting does. So you would take this during fasting? I did. I did a five-day fast. I'm a big fan of doing three five-day fasts a year using the fasting mimicking diet, the uh, Volter Longo. Um, Prolon, P-R-O-L-O-N is the, the fasting mimicking diet that has been uh, approved and they got a patent on that. Um, I continue to take um, Atrantil during it. Some would argue with that, but I had great ketone levels. I had a huge uh, stem cell response because I had tons of energy. And then I, um, we realized that this mouse study where they used intermittent fasting plus the polyphenols was superior to just intermittent fasting. It is just a mouse study, but um, that's what I do. And I'm, I don't know if you guys know this, I'm 78 years old, so... <laughs> You'd be like, wow, he's not. <laughs> fountain <Yeah>. of youth. <laughs> Intermittent fasting and atrantil, yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that, that when you talked about that mouse study with the polyphenols, it was kind of all clicking together in my head. That it, it all starts to come together, yeah, and I love it, and everything comes back. Yeah, you start going down rabbit holes, and then they finally meet back in the middle, and you see what you see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, we're all chasing you know, longevity. We're all chasing you know, aging and getting better. You know, I'm 49. I really am 49. That is true. <laughs> but, you know, I want to, I want to, when I really am 
79. You must be eating a box of Atrantil a day. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> there you go. That exactly. Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> the, yeah, so my so my my new um, mission right now is I realize that there really is no relevance to physical health. And I've always been the kind of person that would work out a whole lot and I've always been kind of chasing that thing, but now as I get older I realize there is no real physical health unless you have brain health. And you can't have brain health without gut health. So the brain-gut access and where we're headed is really my thing right now. So keeping the brain young um, is the key. And that's where these entourage effects of different things take place. The entourage meaning that they help each other. You know, CBD oil plus the polyphenols plus the intermittent fasting plus good sleep hygiene and then throw in the occasional Activate your heat shock proteins with some sauna and you got yourself a perfect little mix. Hi friends. An incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, <laughs> drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, you want Danger Coffee. 
And of course I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash danger coffee and use the coupon code melanieavalon to get 10% off. Again, that is melanieavalon.com slash danger coffee with the coupon code melanieavalon for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10 year decade bulletproof coffee habit but sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. Perfect. So funny. We've had, you're mentioning so many things. We've had Dr. Walter Long on the podcast before. We've, um, we just had a a whole episode on on infrared therapy, red light therapy, and, and we talked about saunas as well. So yes, this is all, it all goes together, all of these these health things. And just for listeners, so a lot of our listeners do follow like a one meal a day type of eating approach where they're eating all of their food at night. So for them supplementing with Atrantil, would you recommend taking it in the morning in the fast um, or with or with their meal or both? I would take it with the meal, adding a huge bolus of polyphenols It'll actually help. And, you know, and I'll, I'll give you all these articles, the polyphenolic mimetic aspects to fasting, calorie restriction. Um, a lot of the studies have been done on that. And so they'll compare polyphenolics to calorie restriction and which to me is intermittent fasting because people tend to do that. And um, I would take it with the meal, be a little bit easier to do that if they're just eating one meal a day. And something, so you teased this earlier, I have to know. You said something about intermittent fasting in a pill. Oh, there's this whole new research where they're looking at um, the fasting mimetic aspects of these polyphenols. And so the actual cellular, so not to get too geeky, but what ends up happening when you fast is you increase your SIRT1, which is our, your sirtuin genes. The sirtuin genes suppress methylation and histone acetylation, which is the whole aspect of the epigenetics, meaning that you allow your genes to copy themselves, your young genes, and continue to reproduce themselves. So the fasting mimetic aspect of polyphenols, um, you have aspects like mitophagy, autophagy, you have increased sirtuins that are very similar to when you fast. So the anti-aging aspect of the Mediterranean diet is probably the fasting mimetic aspect of the polyphenols. So that's what I meant by we can do it in a pill, tongue in cheek. Um, if you can ask, if you can access some of these cellular pathways to anti-aging, which also may help you lose weight, uh, block the um, diabetes the syndrome X, the diabetes type stuff. It's a win, win, win. So yeah, we, we have people who of course start intermittent fasting because they want to lose weight that, uh, you know, a lot of people started as a diet, but I like to say it's the health plan with the side effect of weight loss because it's doing so much oh, more like for that. us. The health, have you trademarked that yet? You, I, I actually do have a trademark on my own one thing, but not that. <laughs> I just got my trademark like yesterday. It came through, so that was kind of exciting. But um, yeah, the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that I have a company, I think about stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. Let's see if that's trademark. Let's get that website. Let's see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the other things that's really exciting is that 
Um, I mentioned Dr. Botel earlier where she's a um, exercise physiologist. She's a PhD. We're with Atrantil. This is so that any of your listeners that are collegiate athletes or Olympic athletes or anything like that, we're, we're actually the only NSF, which is certified for sport, polyphenol blend to help with digestive um, issues. So you can actually take it if you're competing on a very high level. I have um, a lot of patients that are really high level athletes. I got some Olympic athletes that come see me and that's the first thing they always ask is, is this going to be something that I can um, use because I know that it does improve oxygenation to the muscles and it helps with recovery. Can I do it while I'm training? And we're the only one that's NSF certified. So that's the fun part. I love that's that. Good. That's amazing. I know people people will give backlash to studies and companies, even such as yourselves, because they see it as potentially trying to you know market something and make money. But I think it's so important <laughs> just with the way our system is that we do have to do that to create a sort of legitimacy and make it something that people have access to on a consumer level and something that can be verified. So I love what you're doing. I mean, it's complicated. Yeah, it's extremely complicated because on the flip side, none of my colleagues will really listen to anything that this is why I said I want to start the functional arm of research. What you just said just summed it up right there. None of my traditional colleagues, when I go to a meeting and I bump into guys that are from Harvard or Johns Hopkins, great guys, but the first thing they say is show me the data. Well, the data to acquire the data that you want will cost $12 million. I'm going to tell you a thousand years worth of research that it continues to help. Uh, You know, clearly if acupuncture didn't work in the right hands, we would have stopped using it. But in the right hands, it works very well. But yet, Western medicine will sit there and deny certain things about it. And that's just kind of one small example. So imagine as we go forward when we can start doing some clinical studies where we say, look, um, Melanie is now recruiting people through uh, her site, her podcast, and we're going to be looking at intermittent fasting in people that have X, Y, and Z disease. And we fund it, we do it. That's kind of my goal is that if we can get a little bit of a war chest, we can start funding it and proving. I belong to a um, healthcare mastermind group um, that this is what we talk about. There's people in the group that have better solutions to diabetes than drugs. Like their results are better, just like you're sitting there talking about. Intermittent fasting um, is the you know, the weight loss thing that has great health benefits. Well, we have other aspects, but they've never been proven. The word doesn't get out. The only way it gets out is if I can get up in a meeting and say, hey, guys, guess what? Uh, We did the small study or we did a large study or we did a huge study. It doesn't matter. We've got data now. And guys like Sachin Panda at the Salk Institute are crushing it with his mice, but that's going to be the argument every time. Well, it's just mice. Let's do something else. But it's good science. So, it's the uphill battle of doing that, and you know maybe we end up uh, teaming up with somebody with some serious bank. You know, you always um, hope that you can move the needle a little bit, but it's it, everything is all. It takes more money and more time than anybody realizes. So yeah, it really does. People are always like, "Why don't you just?" They're like, yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's it's very complicated. My husband is a um, PhD medicinal oh chemist. Gosh. He does yeah. Ph- pharmaceutical type stuff. He he teaches organic chemistry also, but his research background is pharmaceutical. Yeah. So yeah, it's not easy. Is it wrong that every time anybody says, "Oh, I a medicinal chemist or he teaches chemistry," I think of Breaking Bad every time? <laughs> that's no, that's fine. <laughs> 
We get that all the time. <laughs> we like to supplement our income. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> Sorry, FBI. Stay away. <laughs> I would like to go on record. This is the first podcast I've been on where somebody had to apologize directly to the FBI. <laughs> Well, you know, I like to I like to break new ground. I mean, they're probably listening anyway, so. <laughs> I had okay. one thing I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. There was, I came across, I was reading a book, I came across one of the coolest quotes, and this is specifically for you, Melanie. It was um, it, a town in France, um, I forgot the name of the town, there in 1938, they started celebrating a longevity um, party, and they make wine there, they make a Bordeaux there. And every year they would have this big longevity party. And as it turns out, it's been going on since 1938. And that particular town, the octogenarians are like 45% higher than any other city in their region um, in Europe. And it all comes down to the fact that they all drink lots of wine. So I love it. Love it. Those polyphenols kicking in. There we go. Yeah. I've also seen studies about how (laughs) wine can benefit the, the gut microbiome as well. Which is pretty fascinating. I, ch- I choose to embrace yes. that myself. <laughs> so let food be thy medicine, I suppose. All right. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. Was there was there anything else you wanted to tackle, Doctor Brown, or anything that you wanted to get out to our listeners? You know, the only thing, the only other hurdle that we can sometimes run into is that maybe you ran into this when people have really bad issues with bacterial overgrowth. You may get worse before you get better, and we call that the die-off reaction. Um, so just be prepared that we have had some people that they'll send it back. They'll be like, yeah, it didn't work for me. I took a week and then I started to get worse. And we're like, oh my gosh, we'll say, we'll give you a free bottle. We'll reimburse you and you get a bottle because you're having a die off reaction. Chances are you're going to get better. So that's something that we have to tell that about 1% of the people that do this, that have really high bacterial uh, load, um, may end up having that. And so I don't want people thinking that it's causing a bad reaction, and how to you know combat it? Sometimes I put people on Saccharomyces boulardii, CBD, or low dose aspirin. Those are the three things. So, little trick, a little hack on how to help with a little bit of die off if it happens. Great tip. I was just researching aspirin last night. Actually, there's so many tangents I could go on <laughs> and talk to you about. Oh man. And then the important other thing is to take if you have these issues. So. Um, you know, Jen, you were talking about you don't have any GI issues, so I would like you to have the polyphenols. Melanie, you had the GI issues. The key here is to take two, three times a day for a minimum of 10 days. It may take up to 20 days to work. I get many people that come to me, much like Zyfaxin, the studies that we did. If people would take two Zyfaxin, it didn't work. Three worked. And Dr. Pimentel showed that with his animal models. He said it was an incredible um improvement when he went up to three times a day. The key is the getting the exposure to these bacteria. If you can change your microbiome in 24 hours, imagine what the critters are having the party if they're in the wrong area, what they can do in a very short oh, yeah. period of time. So somebody like me, what, how, much, how many should we take? How much should we take of the autonomy? Um, you know, the reality is that I, uh, I'm going to tell you to take it the way that I take it, which is two capsules every morning, um, and then I take it whenever I'm going to eat a food that's going to cause issues. So if I'm going to go eat some bread or pasta, I'll take it. Yeah. And I'm doing that for the polyphenol effect. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do make fresh bread every night. So <laughs> this is a whole story. Jen and I get into our conversations about all of this. <laughs> um, I'm really glad you said that, though, about the dosing, because actually I have only historically, I take 
two in the morning every day. I haven't done the higher dosing and I benefited from the two. So things have gotten a little bit wonky recently. So I think I could definitely try out that dosing and see. And if you're the type of person that probably has those antibodies, like we talked about, you know, whether you need to or not uh, check those antibodies, you may be the type of person that'll cycle back and forth. So if that happens, just go up on the dose a little bit. What I meant by don't wait till it gets bad, just jump on it and get it back to normal. And then you can move on from there. I love it. I'm so motivated. And we do have a special offer for listeners. Thank you so much for this, Dr. Brown and, and uh, Atron Teal. Any listeners, if you have GI distress, um, particularly SIBO or IBS or anything, I cannot recommend enough that you try Atron Teal. I will say, as l- listeners know, as Jen knows, as you will now know, Dr. Brown, I am always experimenting with so many things and so many supplements and everything. But Atron Teal is one of the one of the only things that has stayed a consistent, like through through all of it. And I think that's really, really telling because I think the things that really work are the things that you're going to keep and um, will really stand the test of time. So I cannot recommend Atrontil enough. And even if you don't have GI distress, like we talked about, Atrontil is really, really rich in those polyphenols. It's going to probably benefit um, your gut microbiome, your health in general. Also, we'll have those those fasting mimetic effects. So you really can't go wrong. Definitely recommend that listeners check it out. So again, we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. And also, if you want to learn more about Dr. Brown's online community, so kbmdhealth.com, is that, do you do you write on there personally? Yeah, so we've, because of all this, I realized that we're, um, so we're developing, we're in the process of developing this other aspect to my practice because everything about my other website is strictly related to, um, you know, GI-specific issues. We don't get into any of these aspects. KBMD Health is what we've developed to sort of expand on all this and talk about these different aspects and try and recruit people for these functional studies and, you know, write about all these things and try and spread the news. So KBMD Health is where I really want to be the functional aspect. Um, KennethBrownMD.com is me being a local gastroenterologist, which, um, yeah, if you want some information on rectal bleeding, you can certainly go there. And that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about rectal bleeding <laughs> on KBMD Health at some point. So, perfect. <laughs> so, listeners, you can definitely check out all of those links for more information. And we'll also put links to all of that in the show notes as well. So, all righty. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Brown, for being here with us today. This has been a fascinating, wonderful conversation. And it's so refreshing to know that there are medical professionals such as yourself doing doing this research, looking for functional solutions to health with food, um, with these food-based supplements. It's just really, really encouraging. And we really want to get the word out there. And maybe we can partner up on some crazy study in the future, get, get that funded with fasting and everything. <laughs> Melanie, Jen, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. As I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, I'm a huge proponent on a cellular level for intermittent fasting. I love your quote about you can lose weight with it, but you're going to get healthy doing it also. So thank you. Yeah, the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. That's it. Health plan with the side effect of weight loss. I like it. So, uh, you know, keep up the good work with what you guys do. And, um, you know, you're having all these great guests, Valtra Longo and Rob Wolf and all these people. So they're all super smart people. And, I love how you guys have a great interview style and congratulations on the success of your show. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. We really appreciate it. 
And a few other things for listeners before you go. So like I said, if you go to ifpodcast.com slash episode 79, that's where we will have the show notes. So the links to the studies we talked about, the links to all of Dr. Brown's work, the link to um, purchase Autrantil and all the information about that discount as well. You can also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes and you'll get the episodes downloaded automatically each and every week. You won't even have to do anything. And then also for our community, you can follow us on Instagram. We are if podcast and you can follow us on twitter we are the if pod i'm gonna go i need to go update that that blog post that i wrote the updated atrantillo blog post yeah, tell them how i uh, almost killed my research manager yes it explains <laughs> so much <laughs> all right and i'm probably gonna also go order some atrantillo myself especially if i'm gonna um i mean i have some but i'm gonna dose up to that that higher dosing so i'm gonna have to stock up stock up my cabinet all right Well, thank you so much. This has been absolutely wonderful. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, the opinions we discussed on this show do not constitute medical advice. We're not doctors. Check out ifpodcast.com for more information on us. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.